all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. hope that this week is getting off on a great note for you guys. I'm excited, you guys. we got a new guest um, over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show this evening, you guys. we got uh, Vivica Black Butterfly joined, Thompson, joining us this evening, you guys. And she's coming on, and she's going to be talking with us um, about her latest latest book you guys entitled Blind Love Enough is Enough and I'm going to tell you guys you're definitely going to want to tune in you're going to want to hear we're going to give you a, a little bit of what this book about of course we want you guys to go out there and purchase it so you can find out what's going on yourself but we're also going to use this time as well to get to know and learn even more about uh, Black Butterfly as well, you guys. So if you're out there and you may have a question about uh, writing, maybe you are um, a aspiring writer or aspiring author, and you got some questions for her on how to get started or whatnot, feel free to call in. Number 347-326-9139 is the number. And all you have to do is press the number one. I'll be happy to bring you on here so that you can talk with her. You guys, as always, over here on your radio network, we ask you guys to make sure you go and download our app. It's available on Android and iPhone. That's YRN 1328, stands for your radio network, where you can listen not only to the beautiful Butterfly Show, but you can listen to the many uh, other great, awesome hosts that we have over here on this platform, and you can listen to great music 24-7, you guys. So make sure you download that app. And uh, check it out for you guys. We also got uh, advertisement. So if you are wanting to advertise your business, your brand, your book, your music, hey, all you got to do is hit me up, uh, hit Beyonce Fly up, and I'll let you know you know, my prices and all that good stuff um, if you want to promote on um, our app, which I'm telling you guys, the traffic flow through our app is absolutely phenomenal. I'm talking thousands of people come through there. So, you guys, uh, if you want to be a part of that, make sure you contact me at the show at gmail.com, and I will get you that information and all that good stuff. And so we're not going to delay any longer, you guys. I'm going to bring uh, Vivica Thompson on. Her pen name, she goes by, of course, is Black Butterfly. Born and raised in Dallas, Texas, you guys. So, Dallas, so Texas is in the building tonight, you guys. We're getting a lot of folks from Texas, so Texas is definitely representing over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show a lot these days. But I love it, I love it, I love it. So, of course, we're going to get started, you guys. And I'm going to bring uh, Vivica in here, you guys, so that you can learn even more about her as well. Vivica, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, everyone. 
How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing good. Just got off and relaxed, and I'm ready. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, of course, um, I learned that, of course, you are born and raised in Dallas, Texas, and you um, you began um, writing, actually, where you wrote your um started writing your poetry at the age of 13. Um, so yeah, for you, true. at the age of 13, what was it um, about poetry? Uh, um, when did you discover that love that you had for poetry and expressing yourself uh, through words and writing? Well, um, as far as with my, with you know, with me growing up, of course, you know, I know I'm not the only one that didn't have a great childhood, and it's like I had a mm-hmm. voice. I had a voice. I wanted to speak out, yeah. um, you know, with a lot of things that I was going through as far as domestic yeah. violence and, and in my own ho- household, you know, with right. my dad. And so, um, you know, I had a voice, uh, you know, and I just wanted people to listen and to hear me out. And, and that was my own way of kind of expressing that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had, a, I had a poem out called Reality, and it actually made um, one first place um, in my school poetry that we had. And then it was one first place awesome. for the city, the state, and then third place um, nationally. hmm Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what did you think, like, knowing that, you know, something that you wrote, something that you created, uh, what was your thoughts when when it started receiving, you know, awards and and, and, and being, you know, um, something that was being admired in different contexts and so forth? It was actually very motivating, you know. It, it gave me the, the outlook that, okay, you know, this is, only the beginning, you know, to push forward, you know, um, especially when it was received in a positive light, you know, of course, I had some that didn't like it, you know, of course, at the time, my dad didn't like it, of course, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it it, it was received in in a very good light, so that was my motivation that, okay, I, I can keep it going, you know. Absolutely. And do you think, um, because I already mentioned your dad not liking it, do you think that uh, he didn't like it because it was giving you that voice to talk about things that were going on in your household and in your life at that particular time? Of course, of course, that was the reason. Yeah. I, you know, I, I I think that, of course, when, when things are done, um you know, it's it's not especially when when it's brought out to the light and the public. You know, it's going to cause you know a negative right. outlook on it. And, and of course, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was the reason why he he didn't like it. But of course, my mm-hmm. my family they loved it. I had friends and and peers that loved it. And so at that point, of course, that that's what mattered to me. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to keep it. Like I said, keep it going and. And just keep it moving. Absolutely, and that's one of the great things, especially, um, you know, being young in that 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 yeah. vulnerable age of thirteen when we're experiencing so much. You know, especially as a young yeah. girl, you know, we are coming of our own and you know trying to you know kind of acknowledge all the different things that are going on uh, with our bodies and and how exactly. we are relating to other people. So it it can be a very difficult and an emotional time. So having an outlet you know, such as writing, such as poetry, 
to express yeah. you know, certain things that are going on um, is phenomenal. And, and it's even uh, one of the things that I stress now, you know, to young girls because a lot of times, you know, we, you know, like some of us, you know, we don't always have those parents that we can go to and, and talk about, you know, what's affecting us and what's going on with us. So being able to write it down and express ourselves that way, um, I believe it, yeah. it has become and will become therapeutic for a lot of young girls. Yeah, and that is it. That is yeah. extremely true, um, and and that it, it actually ties into my previous job that I had when I used to work in law enforcement. You know, when you have outlet, outlets or way a way of of being able to express yourself, sometimes um, I've I've been a firm believer that it it is it is therapeutic to where you don't lash out or you don't end up and places that you don't want to be. You know, when I used to talk to a lot of the inmates, because I used to be a detention officer, and I used to talk to Mm -hmm. them, you know, they didn't have that motivation. They didn't have those outlets. And so they ended up in, of course, unlikely situations due to the fact of, you know, them not having that type Mm -hmm. of, um, I guess you could say, open mind or felt that they were good enough to express themselves as far as where it, you know, it could be some way in song or in writing as well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, you know, the great part of it because, and I think a lot of the, a lot of times that's what we see now, you know, a lot, a lot of the reason why a lot of our youth have a tendency to yeah. kind of get involved in things that they have no business is because they don't have that outlet, unfortunately. You know, they don't have, right. you know, someone they can talk to and not knowing that, hey, you know what, I can, I can write a poem um, about how I'm feeling or I can write a song or whatever, you know, can heal them or, or be therapeutic for exactly. them. Um, and then knowing those things, you know, is definitely important. And, um, Especially for you, because um, I also know that um, doing, throughout all of uh, the things that you have done, as far as writing your book and so forth, and having your businesses, um, and also being a, a single mother, and so for you, um, how have you learned to also, you know, work with your son on being to express himself, you know, and what he's going through uh, through writing. Well, he's actually been looking at mommy, and he's actually <laughs> he's he's actually in the process of wanting to write his own book, you know. And he's oh, like, "Well, mom, awesome. I want to start off. I want to do something. I want to do a children's book." At first, he wanted me to do it, and I was like, "Okay, babe, but let me finish." I said, "Mommy got a lot of things and a lot of projects that she's trying to do, and but but we're going to try. We're going to work on it." So I guess he couldn't wait for me. So he tried to start his own little series, and and it's more of of motivating. You know, when it comes down to motivating, motivating our youth, and 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 I, I know what I didn't get as growing up, so I'm instilling in him that you can do whatever you want to do. But I don't want you to even just limit yourself to just one dream. You can do multiple right. things, and I'm showing him. You know, I'm showing him as far as I'm I'm working full time. Um, I'm trying to open up my own bookstore. I'm, you know, writing. Um, I just mm-hmm. finished my second degree. So you, it, all of these things can be done if you just put your mind to it and if you have your own, you have that determination. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't take people to motivate you because I didn't really get that motivation 
from, you know, from sometimes family members or whatever, but it was my own motivation because I know what dreams that I had and what goals I had set. So it's all about putting those 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 steps forward. So he's seeing that now and he's trying his best on, you know, achieving the good grades like his mom had and, you know, wanting to do his books. You know, he wants to do writing. So I'm like, babe, you know, I help you out and we can do it. Absolutely, absolutely. And do you think a lot of times, uh, and just in general speaking of a, a single parent, that a lot of people mm, kind of count you out, you know, when you're a single parent because they don't think you can do a lot of things. You know, a lot of people want to, you know, well, you're a single parent and, you know, you can't, you know, do all these certain things. So you think a lot of times that uh, people have a tendency to count you out because you are um, a single parent. So many times, so many times, gosh. And even some family members, you know, when I tell them my goals and my dreams, they're like, oh, okay, you know, because and sometimes it's not even really you. You know, I had to, at first I Mm -hmm. took it so personal, Mm -hmm. but it's not even really sometimes you that that they're trying to count out. Because the children... have this single mother problem, then you darn sure can't do it, or it's going to be extremely challenging. And so mm-hmm. when they're seeing me achieving my goals, like slowly, you know, the support started coming, especially even with the family. You know, I had more support from from those that didn't even know me. And then it's like when family kind of started seeing, okay, she's really going on with this and she's not stopping, mm-hmm. you know, like the little engine that could, that's when they were like, oh, okay, well, let's come on, let's do it. And then I've, I've also been able to motivate them. My sister, um, my younger sister, she, um, you know, she has children and she's about to have her fourth. And she was like, well, hey, you know, um, I, I, let me start back to school. And so she's still been keeping the school thing going, even though she's about to have her fourth child, and I'm very proud of her. Right. Um, my mother Absolutely. even had started going back to school, you know, and they told me, hey, well, we see you doing it, so we know if you can do it, we know that we can do it as well, you know, and, and that, that feels good. It feels good knowing that you're not only motivating the children, the children aren't just the only one seeing you, Absolutely. the adults see you. And so, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely agree with that. I think, you know, um, if you're able, and and that's the thing we look for is those that are able to lead from example, you know. So even if you have, you know, other women who, you know, maybe a single parent, uh, they're able to see, you know, well, hey, you know, man, look at Vivica, you know, she's doing all these various things, but she's still able to create her business. She's still able to, you know, get out there and make things happen. And that's what we all strive to, you know, see living examples of things to yeah. give us that inspiration, you know, that we need to continue going and getting our goals accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. very true. <laughs> Absolutely. And, of course, uh, I want to ask you, uh, when it comes to writing, how do, how, how do you get into that writing zone? I know for some authors, um, they're writing every day, or some people, you know, certain things come to them periodically. How does how does Vivica get in the, in the mode to turn into that black butterfly <laughs> and create some of these awesome books you have created? Um. 
I can honestly say, like, one thing that I can't do, because I get so distracted when it comes down to getting in the zone, I cannot mm-hmm. watch TV. I can't do it because <laughs> I'm going to be watching my favorite shows. Um, I, I can honestly say sometimes it's just that peace and quiet, like finally yeah. just that, that spot. And normally it's my favorite, you know, my favorite part of the couch and just relaxing with a blanket and something to drink. And then I'm just in my zone, you know, but I always visualize the scenes first before I actually write them because I want to be as visual and detailed as possible so my writers can visualize and they can feel as though yeah. those characters are standing right in front of them. So, Absolutely. you know, that's what gets me in my zone because I'm actually thinking about um, Demira in Blind Love or I'm thinking about Sean and then I'm playing the scenes <laughs> out in my head as if it's like a movie and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dope. I have to write it. You know? Sometimes even when I'm asleep, if I'm dreaming, because sometimes I dream mm-hmm. about the parts, you know. And so wow. sometimes, believe it or not, I'm one of the ones who get up in the night and I'll either type it or I'll just write it down on my notepad and then I'll write it the next day. But yeah, you know, that's, that, that's me. That's what gets me in my zone. Sometimes it's just that peaceful, quiet yeah. spot. And I can just sit Absolutely. back and just zone out and get it. Right, and you mentioned something about, you know, getting into that mode where you are able to create visions to where even your readers are able to visualize what's going on. And I know for me, that's one of the things for me as someone who definitely loves to read, I love when the author is able to, where I feel like, okay, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm watching, you know, I feel like I'm in the room, (laughs) you know, with the characters. I feel like I'm riding in the car with somebody or whatever is going on. Like you feel like you're right there you know, where things are taking place. And that's one of the things, um, uh, in mentioning your, um, your book, uh, Blind Love, uh, which we're going to talk about here shortly, but it, it's one of those yes. books that you definitely are able to take, you know, a visual ride. Um, <laughs> it kind of feel like you're right there when things are, are happening. So uh, what I want to do is uh, we're going to take a little break and uh, play some commercials, and we're going to come back. And we're going to get into a little bit, you guys, about Blind Love, um, Enough is Enough. And we'll be right back, you guys, with more uh, Vivica Black Butterfly something, you guys. We'll be right back here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the beautiful butterfly shell. 
Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of the Devil's Calling Car 1, 2, and 3. All available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we are on with author Black Butterfly, you guys, and uh, we're going to be talking about her book, uh, Blind Love, Enough is Enough for you guys out there. Once again, I encourage you guys to make sure you share this show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that good stuff, so that everybody's able to hear from the awesome author that we have on this platform this evening, you guys. And if you're out there, uh, you got a question or a comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. And uh, I see we have a lot of callers on the line listening in, tuning in. Hey, we appreciate you taking the time. I know a lot of people can't always talk. Uh, you guys are driving. We don't want you to, you know, trying to carry on a conversation to drive, uh, especially depending on where you are in some areas with the traffic and so forth. But we appreciate you taking the time to listen, to tune in, and to support the show and our awesome guests that we have on here tonight. So, uh, Vivica, let's talk about blind love, enough is enough. (laughs) So, of course, for for this book, um, I think um, the title itself, um, definitely speaks volumes <laughs> for the book. Yeah. Um, tell us, how did you come up with the inspiration uh, for this uh, particular book? Um, the inspiration, it came from, oh, gosh, doing a lot of research. First of all, as I stated, you know, my with my own life, um, you know, my mom. I went I, before I before I started the book. I I can back it up. You know, I talked to my mom and I was like, hey, you know, it, when it comes down to domestic violence, is this something that you kind of want to mm-hmm. share your testimony now? Mm-hmm. You know, and she was right. like, yeah, you know, I I, I can do that. I, you know, she I said because awesome. it's going to be some times where it's going to be some raw moments or it's going to be some touching moments and mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I, I so some parts of of, of blind love is true, um, of course, but then you have some that are, or we can say we, we can say it's fictional, but, um, well, you know, I looked up the statistics, and, and it was crazy at how alarming the the rates were for Absolutely. domestic violence. A lot of people don't think that mm-hmm. it's as bad. They're like, oh, yeah, you have it going on, but then so many people turn a blind eye to it. And um, it's something that I feel I want to bring to the limelight because it's definitely real. It's definitely happening. Happening. It could be a uh, it could be a a coworker, and you're sitting by this coworker every day, and you don't know that this is what's going on. When I worked in law enforcement, I had a coworker that, and she was, you know, an officer, but she was Mm -hmm. going through the same thing, and I didn't know. And all of a sudden, you know, it was brought to the limelight, and. it can even be a family member, and you think that you know, 
but you don't know because some of them don't want to say it because they're blaming themselves for it or, you know, they're, they're, they feel like, oh, I have so many children. No one's going to want me. No one's going to, you know, and it's so many things. And I felt just on that base alone, I wanted to bring that to the limelight on, I wanted to spread the awareness, you know, and I felt what, mm-hmm. what other way besides writing it, you know, even that, I yeah. So that that's pretty much where the inspiration came from. Absolutely, and I think you know when it comes to domestic violence, um, my personal opinion is I feel that sometimes we have a tendency to sugarcoat exactly what it is. You know, we we you know yeah. we have a lot of women who are in relationships and domestic violence is occurring, and. Sometimes we don't always see it, you know, start to build right. up, you know, especially like, you know, I, I remember having some girlfriends being in relationships, um, you know, and they were in relationships with guys, and they would be like, girl, he just, you know, and they would, the guy would be calling, checking up, where are you, you know, where are you coming back, and and all this kind of stuff, and they're like, girl, he's just so jealous, and they thought it was cute. You know, they thought it was cute. They thought it was funny and, and all this and that. Yeah. And third is then when they get home, it's a different ball game because they're upset. They yeah. see, you know, somebody's got a black eye of being bruised and so forth. Yeah. And a lot of times in this day and period, we have a tendency to confuse domestic violence and love. You know, sometimes we, you know, yeah. we have people thinking that just because somebody's hitting you upside your head or whatever the case exactly. may be, that that's a form of love. And I think that we really have to, like, you know, remodel the whole outlook of, okay, what love really is because some people have a right. really twisted misconception on what love and affection is. And I've had, you know, guests in the past who talked about, you know, especially for women who, um, have never really felt love in certain relationships. And I've had women talk about how, you know, for a while they thought it was the norm. You know, they thought it was the norm right. to go through these different things and, you know, having these huge fights and, and the makeup sex and then going back yeah. to it again the same day. You know, they thought it was the norm until, you know, that light goes off like, hey, <laughs> you know, this ain't the way life is supposed to be. You know, so right, and yeah, and that yeah. that is very that's very true. You know, um, yeah. I and and sometimes when when as you I know how you spoke on they thought they think it's normal. Sometimes yeah. that comes from what they call that sometimes like a generational curse because yeah. um, I had a um, yeah. I had a teacher when I was in high school and she you know I I shared with her um, you know, about my, my mom, you know, being abused and things like that. And she apologized. And I was like, what are you apologizing mm-hmm. for? And she mm-hmm. said, because, I mean, I know it's going to happen to you, you know, it's a generational curse and mm-hmm. I know that it's going to wow. happen to you. And, and I told her, you know, even as a teen, I said, that just shows how small minded you are just because it, sometimes some people could think that that was the norm. You know, it just depends on the person. But I knew that it was not the norm, and I I said to myself, and I made sure that, hey, when I'm with someone, this is something that I'm not going to take. This is something I'm not going to deal with. This is not okay, you know, and mm-hmm. I thank God mm-hmm. that my mom got out when she did because there's no telling what would have happened to her, Absolutely. you know. So Absolutely. it's definitely, you Absolutely. know, it's, it's not the norm, and it just depends on the person. Sometimes it takes 
that person to be tired or to get tired, or it takes for sometimes the people to, you know, others to motivate them and let them know it's okay for you to leave, you know, and give them that guidance and Mm -hmm. that help. But, of course, the, the, the violence is not only physical. A lot of times it's, 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 it's mental, you know. Mm, a lot of absolutely, times it's absolutely. And those are the main ones that stay. They stay because it's, it's a mental abuse, and they're not – they're thinking in their head, okay, well, he's not beating on me or she's not beating on me, so, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that bad. But, you know, it, you know, abuse is still – it can be very mental. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, really, you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes the mental – um, can be sometimes worse than, you know, the physical because a lot of times, you know, once things become embedded in us, we, we actually start to believe it. You know, if you hear somebody tell you that you're no good or you're worthless, you're dumb or you're stupid, a lot of times people start actually believing that and not realizing, yes. you know, this is a form of manipulation. This is a form of control um, of how people, yes. you know, try to, you know, take even more control over you. So, um, a lot of times we we have to be aware of those things, and so for you, um, um, in your for your personal relationship, how you know, how did you make yourself become you know mentally aware um, of what to look out for, so that that generational curse did not continue, you know, for you. Well, there's definitely signs, you know, there's definitely signs. Of course, um, uh, me personally, I'm attracted to an alpha male. I'm attracted to the guy that is going to get things done, going to go out there and work for his family, Mm -hmm. things of that nature, Mm -hmm. has the motivation and whatever the dreams are. But there's a difference between an alpha male and making sure that he's the head of the household and... A, a man that is wants to be that's wants to be controlling, and and those signs mm-hmm. are you know that I look out for personally are the ones that never want you to hang out with your friends, or they're trying to pretty much move you away from your family, or every time mm-hmm. you're even going somewhere with your family, they have an issue with it. If they're not going, they right. don't want you to go, and and because the, right. there's definitely signs, and um, you know, or they just they they lash out for or even the smallest reasons, you know, but I, mm-hmm. I pay attention. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to even pay attention to where if they have children, for example, to, to the baby mamas or, or to the ex-girlfriends that you, you that, that's going to make, that may even pop up some, some way, form or fashion. And, and you'll be able, you'll know because they're going to tell you to where, Hey, they, you know, they do like to beat on women or they're controlling or they're this or they're that. So, I mean, you're going to have those signs sometimes, but you have to be able to, to pay attention to those signs and don't right. ignore them because right. it, it, it could be you, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, of course, speaking of your book, Blind Love, Enough is Enough, uh, the characters. <laughs> uh, the characters, I mean, the, the names couldn't have been more perfect for some of these characters. It's like yes. it was just like created for their personality. Uh, we got yes. John and we got uh, Roxy. Um, a lot of a lot of different <laughs> uh, characters in this book. You got um, Anthony. I mean, um, and uh, just all kind of names. So for you, what did you bring your characters from? Like, do these characters portray? Uh, and I know you said some some parts of this book are actually, you know, true and so forth, uh, but where did you kind of get the idea uh, for some of these characters that you created? 
Well, actually, besides Anthony, um, of course, Sean is definitely real in my life. Um, I love mm-hmm. Sean to death. Um, <laughs> Roxy is definitely real in my life. Right. Um, Demira is definitely real. All of these characters I went to school with and I still talk to now to this day. Oh, wow. When I had my book signing. Oh, yeah. When I had my uh-huh. book signing, two of them came. Well, no, one of them came up to the book signing. And uh, Roxy came up, the the person that, that played Roxy, of course. Wow. Um, in the book, that was my inspiration for him. Yeah. And so, um, of course, I, I mean, those characters, even though they're definitely kind of real in my life, what I do mm-hmm. to bring them to life for my readers is I pretty much eat, sleep, and go to work with them. And and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is is I'm um, I mean they're, they're they're actually sitting at the dinner table <laughs> while we're while I'm eating because I I, I want to get every glimpse of their personality and just bring it to life and. So yeah. yeah, I mean they're definitely real in my life, but then they're they're even they're even though they're kind of fictional characters to a certain mm-hmm. extent, but yeah. Awesome, awesome, and so of course for the folks out there, uh, sum up a little bit without giving away too much. Um, what uh, the, the whole synopsis or, or what people can be in store for when they actually go and purchase Blind Love Enough is Eating Up. You're going to be in store for uh, uh, love, you know. Everyone is looking for love. No matter who you are, you can be the Mm -hmm. toughest person ever. You're going to be in store for a woman that is searching for love, a woman that wants this perfect life, you know, to just feel loved and to just have this happy home. And sometimes, you know, us as women and sometimes even men, we tend to overlook certain things in order to mm-hmm. try to have that, 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 that perfect love or that perfect um, home. And, and that's mm-hmm. what Demira is going to be going through. And then you have, you know, Sean that wants to give that mm-hmm. to her as well as, you know, and then you're going to have Anthony that's doing what he's doing. And it's going to kind of shake things up in Demira's life, of course. Um, And and I know we have some people that have been with someone that family members and friends just did not like. They couldn't put a finger on it. And and, and Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. Anthony is to Demira, you know. So you're definitely going to be in store when it comes down to love. You're going to have, you're going to be in store to loss and then you're going to be in store for a little bit of pain in there. But then there's going to also yeah. be some healing, some healing as well. Absolutely. And what do you think when it comes down to, uh, because you mentioned, you know, uh, people dating that certain person and, and people are just like, you know what, I don't really know why I don't like them, <laughs> but it's just something about them that I just, yeah. you know, I, I just don't like. And so, but you know, a lot of times, it seems that sometimes people begin to want to be in a relationship with that person even more, like, because everybody has said, you know, they're no good or I just don't like them. Sometimes it makes that person want to be with them even more. Do you think that people, you know, are that way because they're, they're trying to prove a point that this person is not like people perceive them to be? I want to say it's a mixture of a little bit of all of that because sometimes a person can love someone so much and it's like they're with them 
to kind of show, look, this is how much I love them, and to show uh, or to make a prove to prove a point on they love me back. Oh yeah, we kind of mm-hmm. got into this and we had this little battle here, but they love me back. You know, no one's perfect. They love me back. So it's mm-hmm. is more of kind of sometimes showing that. And then as I stated, sometimes some people they see those signs, but they kind of want to force that relationship. They want to make it. They want to make it work. And, and so sometimes that's just what it is. It's, it, it, it doesn't even sometimes have to prove, okay, well, you don't like them, but I'm going to show you why. It's just them mm-hmm, trying to make it mm-hmm. work simply. And I know because I went through that. I've been married before, and I I was the one to where he actually moved me to a whole other state. <laughs> and um away from my family and all of the, that nature. Like, I've been through some things where, yeah, you know, he, he did separate me from my family, and my and a lot of my family didn't like him either. And uh, it had to take me. I had to come to that realization on, you know, it's not going to work. You know, our, our love was toxic. And when I came to that conclusion, I was mm. able to let him go and, and start my healing process and then eventually yeah. move on with my life. You know, it was, in, and I had Absolutely. to come to the realization, it's okay to be by yourself and, and work on mm. you, you know, by the yeah. on by Vita. And that's exactly yeah. what it was. I, I had to let him go and let him do him and, and just work on me, you know. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think it's one of those things. And you mentioned, I mean, man, you know, just knowing that your love <laughs> is toxic, you know, because the thing yeah. about it, it's like sometimes we 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 so busy loving um, each yeah. other so hard and trying yeah. to make something work, trying to have a relationship with somebody that we don't right. even take the time to realize, like, you know what. This love is really, really bad. Like this is a, a mm-hmm. unhealthy love. It's not. It's no good for you. It's no good for me. You know. And so it takes a lot, you know, to get to that point. Especially when we want to be um, in love so bad. You know, we have. You know, everybody yeah. said everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants that love. And so when you are determined to to get that love from somebody, it takes a lot. You know, to to, to yeah. get to that point where you realize, you know what, I love you, but I, I love you enough to just go my separate way and, and, yeah. and make things better, you know, for the both of us. And it, and it can take to be difficult because all all most you know uh, breakups are difficult because you're going through that process of of really, you know, like you said, rediscovering who you are because sometimes we lose ourselves in relationships. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah. Absolutely. And that that's yeah, that's very true. You know, you can tell when it's very toxic when you 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 start to lose love for yourself. You can tell, mm-hmm. you know, and when you start when you look at that person and you really get to the point to where you start to feel numb. You know, when you still right. have that numb feeling, you know that this cannot be the one for you and it's okay to accept the fact where I love you enough to let you go. Because sometimes that person could just simply not be on the level that you're on or vice versa, and you have to let that person go to, for them to realize, you know, I had something good, and they have to grow up from that to make those necessary changes. So either they're going to get back with you at a later time, maybe it just simply wasn't your season, or they were just in your life for that season, and you're moving on mm-hmm. to something more permanent. 
And and so with that being said, you know, they know when they get into another relationship with hopefully another uh, another good person, they know how to treat that person this second time around because they know that they messed up on something good that first time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I think you know, and um, I, I heard you mention it earlier. Um, I, I I want you to say pronounce your name because I know I killed it. Um, <laughs> hearing you say, hearing you say it, Vivica. Yes, that is correct. A lot of people say Vivica. Vivica. Because I read, like Vivica. Yeah, I did the remix but like it's Vivica. Vivica. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pronounced Vivica because it's from Vivica. Indian. Okay. Deep thinker, deep philosopher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah, I think I just, I think I just butchered that one. So okay, not okay, bad, bye, Becca. Okay, okay. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, what I want to do is I want to take a short break and when we come back, I want to talk okay. about what some of the challenges about um, creating a book and, and all that good stuff. We're going to give some advice um, to some upcoming authors and aspiring writers out there, you guys. So we're going to come back with more Vavika uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, you guys. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain. Trusting no one, Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Get your copy of Intimidated by Love by author Monique Miller. Available everywhere May 2nd. Connect with Monique by visiting MoniqueMillerWrites.com. It's finally here. It's official. Sign with Universal. 
Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that, cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn that, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, You Got Me Open. everyone to the beautiful butterfly show i'm your host bianca fly and this evening you guys we are joined by Zanika, uh black butterfly thompson you guys and we're discussing her book blind love enough is enough you guys and uh of course before the break um i asked her um what are some of the challenges um that you um uh, believe uh, or for you personally that you face when creating a book because oftentimes i would think that you know, you you when you have written other books, um, and you have, uh, which is one is entitled um, "Stress Reliever." You guys, that's a whole nother show. You gotta go read that book. I'm telling you, you're gonna want to read it. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you've written other books, and so sometimes as an author, do you feel the need to make you know that next book even better, you know, than than, than the one before? Oh, of course, of course. I I, yeah. I listen to, um, I, I read the Amazon reviews. But I, the first thing I'm going to say to all listeners that are readers, <laughs> Amazon reviews, you guys, are so, they're, they're, they're very much needed. I'm not, you yeah. know, sometimes you have maybe the authors that may get upset from the reviews, but I actually use that as positive criticism, you know. Um mm-hmm. Because there may be some things that I may not know uh, that I may be lacking on that some of my readers may want. And, and of course, I have my loyal readers that, that are like, oh, my God, no, I just want to list, I just want to read Black Butterfly books. But then you have some, I have some <laughs> that may potentially like, hey, I want to be a Black Butterfly reader, but this may need yeah. to, you may need to kind of critique this or critique that. And okay. sometimes even though you may not be an author, so, um you know, some of the readers they've been reading for so many years that 
they 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 may know some things, you know, that may catch the eye. And so I listen to that. I listen to all of those things, and and that helps me build my, you know, as far as with my thoughts. And 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 sometimes I even do my own little research to make my reading pleasurable, or at least, uh, you know, more pleasurable for my readers the next go around as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and it's good to you know that you are engaged uh, with your readers yes. like that because I think that that's one of the things that kind of builds that rapport between readers and, and the authors uh, when you stay connected uh, with your readers. Yes. You know uh, because you know you have people out here supporting you, and you hear oftentimes <laughs> I've heard of you know what, what we would call you know these big time. Um, authors who, you know, they don't really have that connection sometimes with their readers, right. you know. All they right. know is that they got a lot of readers who invest a lot of money and time reading their books, uh, whether they're going to purchase one, a hardcover or Kindle, but they know that they, they're making all this money, but a lot of times people don't get that interaction, you know, with uh, with the readers and so forth. So to be able to have that connection is something, and, and you're able yeah. to pull you know, one from the other. You as an author are able to pull things, you know, from your readers, and your readers are able to pull something from you. And that's what, it, you know, it should be about, you know, and not so much yeah. of, you know, just putting out a bunch of books and not having that connection, you know, with the readers per se. So I definitely believe that um, is a great aspect uh, for you. What are some tips that you would give, you know, some upcoming writers out here? Because you have a lot of people who want to write, and a lot of people, you know, um, as I had on the show, um, have had on the show in the past, have talked about trying to find that right fit as far as deciding if you want to be self-published or if you want to go with a publishing company. Um, So, you know, what would be your advice on people, you know, getting their feet wet in, in this industry? Well, I've actually had, you know, some that, that do ask. And my first thing that I would, my first question I always say is, okay, are you looking to just write one book or is this something that you're trying, like a career path? Mm-hmm. So, of course, okay. if this is like just, oh, this is a one book thing, you know, I just want to kind of get my voice heard on just this one mm-hmm. book or it's a motivational book or whatever that whatever may have you. Um, I always, I would encourage at that point, okay, if it's just one book, self-publish. You know, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. you may find an author that can take you under their wing if they're not, you know, too busy to show you, okay, this is how you would possibly self-publish or these are the different ways that you can you can self-publish. Um, mm-hmm. Or if someone is wanting to make this their, their uh, career, they're wanting to do more than one book, you know, as far as with me personally, um, you know, I know some great publishers, you know, to where I can try to turn them on to them if they're and then those publishers are going to be honest once they read some of their work there may be some things that they may need to work on or they may have a strong writing um to where they're like hey I'm going to sign you I'm going to sign you you know I don't feel that you need any work and that's pretty much how it was with me when they saw some of my work mm-hmm. they signed me very fast you know and so yeah. it, it just depends on what what it is or what they are writing or how many books they're looking to to write. Um, But Mm -hmm. that would be as far as when it comes down to the writing part. But then I would also always tell them to stay focused and also be your own self-motivator because you're going into a whole different realm 
um, when it comes down to so many authors nowadays, and 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 it's kind of like a, a career field that is very tough, and it's it's very tough, but you still have to be your own self motivator too, um, to make sure that you stay focused, and if that's what your mm-hmm. goal is, you then then stay focused and do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. I think, um, you know, a lot of times um, <laughs> when, you, when you hear people talking about, you know, writing a book, um, it, it, there's a lot of hesitation. And um, mm-hmm. for you, like when you first started out, did you have that fear of, like, how would people perceive uh, what you were writing, especially oh, uh, speaking of this book <laughs> and, and dealing with the domestic violence? Like, did you feel like, okay, well, how are people going to feel, you know, when they when they oh, read this yeah. book? Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I had that. I my main fear, and even though this was my second book, um, my first mm-hmm. one, of course, was um, you know Dallas Love Triangle Stranger Labor. I every time I had my book released, where like the day before, when I knew my publisher was uploading, it, I'm just thinking to myself, it, it's like anxiety and nervousness. Like I was wrecked <laughs> yeah. because you don't yeah. know how the public is and, and the readers are going to perceive yeah. it, you know, and they right. perceived it so well. They welcomed it, and I'm I'm extremely, you know, happy that they did. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, it, it, it was it was that fear. Of course, I had that fear on how people were going to perceive my, my work, and they, they perceived mm-hmm. it, it well, and so that was very um, motivating, and I, I, I'm very humbled and honored. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course, uh, speaking of the book Blind Love, enough is enough. Uh, tell us about that listening, uh, where they can go and purchase uh, this book. Uh, well, they are um, the the book is available on Amazon.com. It's available on BarnesandNobles.com. Um, you can also hit up by Vika V as in Victor I V as in Victor E K A Black Butterfly Thompson on um Instagram, on Facebook. Um I have paperbacks. I can I have signed paperbacks um available. So of course just let me know or you can get the ebook on Amazon dot com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And of course, um as far as uh social media, tell the folks um how they can go about connecting with you. Well, I have Twitter. You can reach me on Twitter at either Miss Montrese or Black Butterfly. Uh, you can reach me on you can reach me on my Instagram page, Black Butterfly as well is B L A Q B U T T E R F L Y. And of course, as I stated, on my um, Facebook page, Vivica Black Butterfly Thompson, or you can send me an email at authoress. Blackbutterfly at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it. And, um, of course, before we do uh, get ready to die here, tell the folks, uh, what do you have in store next? So you had, you've written um, all these awesome <laughs> books. Now we got Blind Love, Enough is Enough. What's in store next for Vivica? Well, I um, have my second. I have part two of Stress Reliever that I'm almost done okay. with. Um, I have another book um, that I'm going to be working on after that called Certified Crazy, so Misha's story. Oh, wow. And then I'm also, (laughs) yeah, now that one, you guys are going to stay tuned for that one, too. And I'm working on my bookstore down here in Dallas, Texas. Um, And the main thing with those, and that one is called Supreme Bookstore More. Um, So be on the lookout for that one. 
And the difference with this bookstore is that all of the books that are going to be in the bookstore, they're all going to be signed by the original authors. So not only will you get that paperback that That you can take everywhere and you can read, but you'll also have like a souvenir, you know, for you to be able to have as a keepsake. That's neat. I like that idea. I like that. I like that. Because a lot of times, yeah. you know, uh, for people who can't, you know, let's say, you know, um, you know, I, I'm in London or whatever, and but I'm reading your book yeah. and I can't make it to Houston, you know, or whatnot. So if I'm traveling, if I happen to be traveling um, in Houston and I, and I, or uh, or Dallas and I come across, you know, your bookstore and I can get yeah. the book and it has an autograph inside of it, like that makes it yeah. even more worthwhile. So, yeah, I definitely like that idea. I think that's going to be fantastic. And, uh, man, I've truly – had a great time um, talking with you this <laughs> I evening. Too. Um, I I, I hey, as I promised, I, I keep I try to keep my promises and and, and say that things will go well. So <laughs> I'm glad that yeah. you enjoyed the show as well. And um, of course, uh, we hope you'll come back and visit with us again when the new books uh, drop and release. We would definitely love to have you uh, back over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Of course I will. <laughs> Absolutely. So do you have any uh, final words, the final thoughts you want to share uh, with the listeners out there? Um, yes. Um, the main thing that I do want to say is more of a general that whatever it is that you put your mind to, it can be done. Always make every day a step towards your goal. Never stop, at least, even if you're taking just one step a day or one step a week, at least you're making a step towards your goal. So never give up on your hopes and dreams because whatever it is, eventually you're going to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. But it all takes you putting your bet, putting your, putting one step forward at least. Um, so, yeah, never give up on your goals because I'm a living witness, as you can see. Absolutely, absolutely love it. And uh, as I said once again, it's definitely been a pleasure having you here on the show. I definitely look forward Yay. to having you back on here again real soon. And uh, I hope you have a, a great rest of your evening. I know I'll be talking with you again uh, pretty soon. You as sure well, will. But... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So you have a, a great rest of your night, and I'll be talking with you soon. Yes, bye, everyone. All right, you guys, that was Vivica, you guys, also known as author Black Butterfly, you guys. So make sure you go out and purchase that book. It's entitled Blind Love Enough is Enough. I'm going to put the link on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page on Facebook so you guys can have access to that. So purchase it. Uh, purchase a couple copies. Uh, maybe you got some ladies, some some girlfriends that you guys sit around and read uh, books. So make sure you uh, pick up a couple copies for everybody, you guys. And uh, once again, we want to thank her so much for coming on here on the show. We truly appreciate her. And to all the callers on the phone lines listening, uh, you guys, we definitely got a lot of people from the Texas area representing tonight. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys. We got North Carolina in the building. Uh, we got South Carolina in the building, you guys. So we definitely appreciate you guys. And Philly, I see you, Ohio. We definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in. 
I am Bianca Fly, and I will see you guys back here on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've got a hot topic coming up for you guys. So you guys make sure you check out the Bianca Fly page on Facebook to know what's coming up next on Thursday. So with that said, you guys, we're going to get out of here, and we're going to play this track entitled Favor, you guys. This is by Marika Chislam, um, who was a guest on here a few weeks ago, gospel artist. You guys make sure you go check out her single um, entitled Favor, you guys, as well. So with that said, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic rest of your evening.